0: Welcome back to the Aired Out Podcast. I am Lucas Hsu, your host per usual. Uh, I've been gone for the past couple of days or so, just not in town, so I haven't been able to record a podcast in a while. But we're back now. Missed a little bit of news of the deck. Prescott is signing. Uh, I covered the ESPN topic a week ago, but and Jamal Adams being traded, possibly. We're just going to dive right into the deck. Uh, Prescott talk, and we'll talk a little bit about Jamal Adams and who I think could trade for him. I'll talk about... Who's on his list and what they could possibly do. Or if I think they'll even do anything to start with. But we're going to dive right into Dak right away. Uh, Dak Prescott obviously been in a battle with uh, the Dallas Cowboys for a new contract. Uh, Amari Cooper's gotten paid. Ezekiel Elliott's gotten paid. Now Dak wants his money. He's wanted his money for a while now. And Dak's finally gotten his money. Kind of. He signed the franchise tender with the Cowboys about a couple days ago. At the point of recording this, today is Saturday, June 27th. Uh, Dak signed a franchise tender with the Cowboys, but he clearly still wants to get paid an actual contract. He doesn't want the franchise tag. He wants a long term deal with the, a lot of guaranteed money and all that, and yada, yada, yada. But today, I'm going to dive into the other quarterbacks in the league and compare them and say, would I rather have this guy to start a franchise or whether I rather have Dak Prescott? It's not for just one season. It's not who's the better player. It's what I want him or Dak Prescott to start my franchise with. Uh, We'll dive right into it right away. Mahomes versus Dak. There's no contest. It's Mahomes. I mean, he's the best QB in the NFL right now. I don't really see an argument for Dak compared to Mahomes. So I'm not even going to talk about that one. Wilson versus Dak. I think Russell Wilson is probably the second best QB in the NFL right now behind Patrick Mahomes. If Patrick Mahomes wasn't as freaky good as he is... Wilson might be the number one QB in the NFL. The The Seahawks aren't really helping him right now because they're running the ball really often. They're kind of taking the ball out of his hands. And this is not easy on Wilson, but Wilson by far over Dak. Uh, Lamar versus Dak. I'm not huge on Lamar Jackson. I think there's still some things that he needs to work on. I think he needs to work on his passing a little bit more. I still think he's a really good player, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to take Lamar over Dak. I think Lamar's younger. I think he's better right now, and I think his future and potential is greater than Dak's. Deshaun Watson versus Dak, I'm gonna take Watson. These first four or so are just easy. Just obviously, guy got a Dak because he's just too good and they're young. Uh, Watson, I'm i like Watson a lot. I think he's a really really good player. Incredible like playmaking ability, almost if you want to say it. He got a great arm, incredible accuracy. Can escape the pocket and create well. He does hold on to the ball a little too long at times where either get rid of the ball or run with it. Do something with it besides take a huge like eight yard sack. But besides that, I think he's a really quality player. And I, I mean, I'm going to take him over Dak. I think he's just better right now. And I think his future is brighter than Dak. And I believe he's a couple years younger than Dak is as well. Breeze versus Dak. Now, this one is where we get a little interesting, because Dak Prescott is not even 30 yet. Check how old he is. He's, he's not even 30 yet. he's a young dude, he's still, obviously, good. He is 26 years old, and Drew Brees is nearing the twilight end of his career. And you can even see, based on his arm talent, that he is ending the twilight. I mean, he can barely throw comeback routes. He struggles to throw the ball down the field. He's 41 years old. I just looked it up. He struggles to throw the ball down the field. He basically become an intermediate, short-range guy and just relying on his accuracy alone, which is fine. You can do that, but you're not going to be as nearly as good as these other guys who can chuck it down the field, like Mahomes, Wilson, Dax, good at it, uh, Watson, and all these other guys. You're going to be as good as them. He's still could, could be, but... Right now, if I had to choose a guy, I would probably go Dak. I think Drew Brees is clearly showing his age with not being able to throw the ball down the field anymore and not being able to rip it down outside anymore. And he's showing his age, but Dak, you still have this younger age. You still have years to go with him. And Brees, I think you're me one or two years left. So I'm starting a franchise. I'm probably going to take Dak over Brees. But right now, I'd say Breezes is still a better QB than Dak is. But start franchise, I think I, go, I gotta go Dak. Uh, Dak versus uh, Matt Stafford. I think this one's close too. I think Stafford's a middling QB. But with these injuries that he got recently, uh, that side him side think it's like a uh, shoulder or back injury, something like that, something not good that you want for a QB. He's 32 years old. He's six years Dak's elder. He should be entering his prime essentially now at Stafford. And he's a he's a good Q B, don't be wrong. I like Stafford a lot, but with these injuries that he had, I'm gonna take I gotta take Dak over him. Wentz versus Prescott. This one's interesting. I wrote an article about uh Carson Wentz versus Prescott and who's the best Q B in the NFC East uh, a week or two ago. And it was hard to decide between the two because both have Interesting. Uh, I think I'm going to go Wentz. But it's it's close. It's close. It's not a blowout one way or the other. Wentz, I think, is better. But man, is it close. Wentz makes these incredible th- throws on the run where he's fitting it into spaces that shouldn't even be f- fit a ball into. It shouldn't be possible, but he's able to fit it in there. But then you got to take into account all these injury problems he's had with his back and his neck and everything. And yeah, he played great with these... Basically, nobody's a receiver. He had a former QB playing receiver in Greg Ward, I think it was. But the injuries are still a major concern for me, a major concern. He lasted a while last year, but another injury hurt him again. And he's still young, so I, it's not going to get better as you get older on. It's going to get worse, if anything. That just, it just worries me so much. And with Dak, I think he's a less skilled quarterback compared to Wentz but the injury problems aren't there. He's able to stay in the field longer. He's not hes not able to make the throws that Wentz can make on the run where he's zipping balls in the uh, tiny windows but he's able to stay in the field longer and it's close but I'm still gonna give it to Wentz just because I think the talent is there. I think his high end is bigger than Dak's. I think he's a better QB than Dak and I gotta go with Wentz even though I'm still worried about the injuries. Derek Carr... Versus Dak Prescott. I gotta go Dak. I like Derek Carr. I think he's a solid QB. For now the Vegas Raiders. I was about to say Oakland Raiders. Now the Vegas Raiders. I think he's solid for them. He's decent. He's okay. He might lose his QB job honestly this year to Marcus Mariota. Because either he's not throwing it down the field as much. Or as much as they like. Or he's only playing okay. Or whatever reason you want to list. Gruden probably just gonna go with. Alright I want somebody else here. In ready go Mariota. And Mariota probably not going to be the answer to the QB situation in uh, Vegas either. I But well, I don't think Carr's bad. I don't think he's bad. I think he's an okay QB. But compared to Prescott, I don't, I don't think there's much of a conversation to have there. I think Carr's okay. But I think Prescott's clearly the better QB. He's got a bigger arm. He's posted down the field more. He's more athletic than Derek Carr. and can create with his legs more. Um, I mean... I gotta go Prescott. Prescott's just clearly a step above Carr. I mean, I'm not saying Carr's bad, but Prescott's just better. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo versus Dak Prescott. I gotta go Dak. I I gotta say Dak. I mean, Jimmy G is a good QB for what he is. He can make nice throws every now and then. He can play within the system well. He can create in his own every now and then too but there's just certain times where over the middle of the field he just is either late or he doesn't recognize a linebacker just hanging out in the middle of the field playing zone coverage or he just misses something over the middle of the field and it's almost like he has blinders on in that reference space of the field or just doesn't even recognize the guy and either fires the ball in late and ends up in a linebacker's hands or knocked down or doesn't recognize a linebacker and basically fudges in the linebacker's chest or just makes a big mistake and just screws the 49ers over in situations like that. Well, Dak, he does make obviously dumb decisions. A lot of QBs do, but not nearly the level of Jimmy G. And I think Dak's high end is better. I think he can kind of create out of his own better than Jimmy G can. And I'd the injury, Jimmy G has the ACL injury. And while all, he's only young and he still has some time to prove, oh, it's just a fluke injury because he made a dumb decision getting out of the sidelines and taking a hit rather than just going out of bounds. I think I'm not going to take Dak. I think Dak's got a bigger arm. I think he can throw down the field better. I think he's more accurate. And I got to take Dak over him. They're both around. Jimmy G is a little older than Dak is too. But I got to go with Dak. Uh, Matt Ryan versus Jack. This one's interesting. I think people write Matt Ryan off a lot for whatever reason, but I think he's a quality QB. I think people would think of him as like an average QB or just okay, but I think he is like a top 10 QB still. He's been doing it for most of his career, just being quality, quality, quality. And yeah, you can say, look at the weapons he has. And he used to have Mohamed Sunu, who's a nice like third receiver. He, he's, he still has Julio Jones. Yeah, it's Calvin Ridley now. He had Austin Hooper, who I'm not a big fan of. Austin Hooper, I think he plays in the system and takes advantage of the system no matter where he's at. I think it's okay. But people will say, oh, look at these weapons he has. And they'll cite the running backs, and that's fine. I'm, I don't think running backs are huge, but that's fine. Uh, and they'll cite all these things. And Dak has a similar situation now. Before Amari Cooper arrived, Dak was, eh, He was mediocre. He's, he was okay at best. But then you give him a, a good Michael Gallup, who's a solid receiver, and a high end receiver in Amari Cooper, and you get a whole new Dak Prescott. Because Amari Cooper was able to stretch the field uh, like nobody in the Cowboys could with Cole Beasley and whoever they had back then. And he could stretch a field and he was a better route runner than all the Cowboys before him. But Michael Gallup's a quality receiver. And now he's got uh, C.D. Lamb there, who I think could be a, a high-quality receiver for the Cowboys in the future. And you go, well, both of them have high-quality weapons around them. Matt Ryan does a caliber and then Julio Jones, and Julio Jones is obviously the best receiver of all the receivers I just listed. But Cowboys also have some a quad receivers of Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is a wide receiver one. Without a doubt in my mind, he is a high, He's a wide receiver one. Julio Jones also is. Julio Jones is <laughs> a top three receiver but also wide receiver one and when i look at it matt ryan he's his ability as an accurate passer as a throw the ball downfield when he needs to he's a good qb top 10 i think and Dak also took top 15 qb i think and matt ryan he is getting up there in age he is he's got to be in his mid-30s he is uh 35 so he's dead center in mid-30s but with how QBs are playing these days and how they can last a long time longer than they used to where they're taking big hits before now they're not taking big hits I think it's really, really, really close and I could listen to an argument for both players I think Dak's a quality player I think Matt Ryan is and it's hard, I'd say I'd say probably Dak only because of the age only because of the age but if I had to take a player right now it'd be Matt Ryan I think Matt Ryan is still a high-end QB. I don't know how much much more he's got in the tank. I don't know if he can keep going for this much longer or if he can have sustained quality QB play for this much longer. But I got to go Dak just because of age. Just because of age. Talent, I'm going Matt Ryan because I think he's a better QB than Dak is right now. But because of age and Dak being like nine years younger than Matt Ryan, I got to go Dak. Kirk Cousins versus Dak Prescott This one's another interesting one People rag on Kirk Cousins a lot Because he's Kirk Cousins And I don't think he's a High end QB But I think he showed flashes of being a high end QB He In Washington He excelled at being a quality QB For Washington He was actually a decent player for them and now in Minnesota, he's using a lot of play action. That's helping him out a lot with uh, Kevin Stefanski when he was there. Now with the Browns. But using that heavy play action really helped him a lot. And he played extremely well in that kind of system. And he looked good. People always ragged on him because, oh, he can't win primetime games. He can't do this. He can't do that. Yada, yada, yada. But he's still a quality QB. There's no if and he's a quality QB. In the last season he showed, he's still a quality QB. He's, might be actually top 10 level I, now I think about it but compared to Dak this is actually a conversation we had because Dak's near he's top 15 ability and Kirk Cousins is a top 10 ability when you look at the two it's a hard separation between the two in my opinion I don't think one's clearly better than the other I think if I had to choose it would be Kirk Cousins but he's also 5 years older than Dak he's 31 years old If I had to choose one, it'd probably be Kirk Cousins, honestly. Even with the massive contract, I think Dak's going to want another massive contract as well. And I don't think he's better than Kirk Cousins is right now. I just think Kirk Cousins is a better player. I'd better take Kirk. I mean, he's only five years older than Dak. He's not that much older. And he's a better player than Dak. And he already has his massive contract. He already got paid. And I think Dak could get a contract the size of Cousins or a contract bigger than Cousins. We're gonna Now we're going to dive into Oh, got one guy, Rodgers versus Dak This one is Interesting, because I'm a huge Packers fan, so I'm a, I'm a little biased For the Packers, but The difference between Rodgers and Dak Prescott Has closed, it's the gap has closed for sure And especially with Rodgers being injury prone And especially with him getting up there in age It's gotten even Closer Dak Prescott, like I said, is 26 years old and Rodgers is 36 years old. 10 years older than Dak. He had multiple injuries. He had a hurt collarbone. He's had, he missed a couple seasons. But I still think he's better than Dak as of right now. I still think Rodgers is a top 10 QB. I still think he has potential to be that still a high-end QB that we've all seen him be, where he's basically what Patrick Mahomes is right now, where he can throw any football, any pass on the field from any angle. And while running and not looking, can make any pass. But Dak has improved. Just a pet couple seasons, he's thrown the ball better. He's gotten more accurate. He's thrown the ball on the thrown the deep ball better. And with Rodgers getting slightly worse and getting older and the slight injuries and the more injuries, and Dak getting better the accuracy and better the deep ball, the gap has started to close a little bit. I think Rodgers is the better QB, but the age has caught up to Rodgers. And the injury's cut up to Rodgers. And he's a big contract now. But I'm still going to go Rodgers as of now. If next season comes around and Dak takes another step up, I'd not I'd probably take Dak over him. Just because the gap to me is that close. But right now, I got to go Rodgers. Just because I still think he's a higher caliber QB. I still think he's a better QB. And I still think he has the potential of high-end QB play every now and then. I don't think you got that with Dak. I think Dak does have the potential to be a high-end QB, obviously. But right now, i got to take Rodgers. Next season comes around and Dak improves. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you if you want Dak or Rodgers. There's a clear argument to be had that Dak's better. Maybe not better, but the value is there because of his age, because of the less injury risk. I'm not going to deny it If you or not going to argue with you if you say, oh, I think Dak's better, or I'd rather take Dak. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to argue with that. I think it's that close, in my opinion. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Jamal Adams and possible trade destinations. So if you don't know, I did this past season, ton of talk of oh, Jamal Adams is going to get traded, oh, Jamal Adams isn't happy, Jamal Adams doesn't like Adam Gase, uh, Jamal Adams has to leave New York, he wants to be traded, yada, yada, yada. And now finally Jamal Adams has been very vocal on social media very vocal with New York media and all this and just being upset the New York Jets and finally come out that Jamal Adams wants to be traded he has requested a trade by the New York Jets and a lot of this stems from the Jets just not being good and not using him well stems from Adam Gase and not having a good relationship with him and the contract extension he wants, and he hasn't gotten paid yet, he wants his money. He's officially just said, I want out of New York, trade me. Adam Schechter came out and said there's a list of teams that Jamal Adams would want to go to, and that way he wouldn't immediately ask for a contract extension. As you can imagine, most of these teams are high-end NFL teams who have either made the playoffs recently or likely going to make the playoffs next year. The teams are as follows, the Baltimore Ravens, the Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks. Now we're going to dive into each of these teams and talk about the possibilities of them trading for them, like could they do it or would they do it, would they do it, and if they did, what would they need to give up? What uh, players, what kind of package do you need to, give to get uh, Jamal Adams? And is it a good idea for said team to do this? We're going to dive right into it. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, adding Jamal Adams to their team would be, I think, a nice move by the Seahawks. Because they need, they play the cover three defense. They need, like, a back-end safety. He could be, like, another kind of Earl Thomas Cam Chancellor role. Where they have, they're finding another high-end safety back there, another quality safety back there. To really help the defense. They already have Shaq Griffin on the outside. Playing corner for them who I really, really like. Who's a quality corner. And who just doesn't get respected. He's a really underrated dude. I watched him this film this past year. And I really like what I've seen. And then they could add a Jamal Adams type of player. But I don't know if they try to get him. I mean, they don't have a lot of stars on either side of the ball, outside of Bobby Wagner on defense, who is one of the best linebackers in football, and Russell Wilson, who I think is the second best QB in football. Uh, Tyler Lockett maybe would be involved in that, but why would you trade away your best receiver in your team for a defensive back? And yes, Jamal Adams is a high end safety, probably the top three safety in the NFL right now, but you're going to need to get up more than just Tyler Lockett. Probably Tyler Lockett. Probably going to be multiple first-round picks. And I don't get why an NFL team would... Or the Seahawks would give up that much for him. I could see why the Seahawks being an aggressive team. But I don't see it. I don't see why they do it. I don't see it happening. I don't I don't get why the Seahawks would do this. Uh, the next one we got 49ers. I don't, again, I don't know what the 49ers would give up to get this guy. To get Jamal Adams. They have... 49 were one of the best teams in the NFL last season. They made it to the Super Bowl. They crushed the Packers in the NFC Championship game. They ultimately lost Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl and were his first victim in the Super Bowl. It will likely be uh, a historic run for Patrick Mahomes where he dominates. So there's no shame with the 49ers there. Mahomes is the best QB in the NFL. But I don't know what assets the 49ers would have to give up to get uh, Jamal Adams type of player they don't. They have a, some quality players they have decent players but there's no star player on that team they have Richard Sherman but I don't see the Jets trading away Jamal Adams who is a younger player for, uh, for like a Richard Sherman who was torn his Achilles and who does not look like a Richard Sherman of old and he's 32 years old he's so not terribly old but I don't see why the Jets would do that trade and on offense, they don't got much anymore. They have Trent Williams, who they just acquired. So, honestly, that happening. Joe Staley's gone now. Jimmy G's not going to trade away. They don't really have a star receiver. They don't really have a star defensive back outside of Richard Sherman. Uh, the best player in defense outside of Richard Sherman probably is, like, Fred Warner. Quan Alexander. I probably said Fred Warner. But, honestly, I'm trading Fred Warner away. I really don't see this trade happening for the 49ers. It, there's not enough for them to give up, and there's not enough for the Jets to want. This trade just it doesn't make sense. The Eagles. The Eagles are next up. And Jamal Adams would be incredible. They just lost Malcolm Jenkins, who was a quality player for them in the back end. And Andy Jamal Adams would be a high-end safety back there for them again. and would allow them to like, <laughs> be a great defensive position for them. But the trade doesn't make sense for the Eagles either. I I don't... I don't know what they give up. I mean, obviously they have Carson Wentz at QB, but for star players, as it is, they have Carson Wentz at QB, and obviously Wentz, they're not going to trade their Wentz start QB, their star QB. The future of their franchise, that trade's never going to happen. I think uh, Lane Johnson, really good right tackle, but I don't really see that happening either. I think they'd... the That'd be too much for the Eagles to give up. I think they're too attached to Lane Johnson. That won't happen. And on the defense, they don't really have much on the defense like Fletcher Cox. But, well, Fletcher Cox is the best defensive tackle in the world. One of the best defensive tackles in the world. Not the best. It's Aaron Donald by by far, by a long shot. No offense to Fletcher Cox. Aaron Donald's just that good. Uh, I don't see them trading away a Fletcher Cox type player and likely a, a pick to go along with it because. Fletcher Cox is too good for that defense, but I don't think they would be crazy thing in the world because of value in terms of defensive backs being more valuable than a defensive lineman. I just don't see that happening for the Eagles, and uh, alongside extra picks, it just doesn't make sense for the Eagles to do this. Next up, we got the Chiefs. Now, Jamal Adams would be a great addition for the Chief defense. They don't really have any much anybody on that defense besides the Tyron Matthew, who's a freak of nature. Uh, Athletically and a freaking major versatility wise So he'd be a great addition alongside Terry Matthew, would be a great safety duo But It would likely be a bit Too much for the Chiefs to Take on or to get it would be too much assets involved It'd be hard to get him because of The likes of the offensive weapons, Give up I don't know, the offensive opens they have Mahomes honestly not being traded Mitchell Schwartz, probably the best Offensive tackle in the NFL right now Likely not being traded. Uh, there's just not a lot for them to give up for him. Besides, I don't even know, Chris Jones. And if I did trade him with Chris Jones, I genuinely wouldn't be mad at that. That makes... It's not the craziest trade in the world to me. I think Chris Jones is a high and defensive tackle. I think he's a top-five defensive tackle in the NFL right now. He's a really, really, really good pass rusher. Anyway, you slice it. But... I think that would be a good trade for them, value-wise. I think the value is there. I think just because you trade away a high-end defensive tackle, people are going to go, oh, look what you did. Uh, You traded away one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL, who's a really good pass rusher as well, but you're getting a really good safety, which, in terms of the NFL, is more valuable. I mean, safety and coverage... D-backs, cornerbacks and safeties who are really good coverage are more valuable than a pass rusher counterpart. It's just how it is. So if you trade traded away at Chris Jones who the Chiefs already don't want to pay clearly a lot of money. They franchise tagged him. They clearly don't want to give him the big money that he wants. It wouldn't be the craziest trade in the world. Now would I do it? I would do it. But I'm guessing there's going to be either that's not going to be considered by the Chiefs front office or there's going to be a, a ton of pushback from inside the front office or by the fan base or something to not do that. But in the end, if they did do that, I think it would be a great trade for the Chiefs. Maybe would be a good trade for them. Next up, we get the Texans. I could see that one happening just because of the fact that the Texans are... I mean, the Texans are, but Bill O'Brien is a crazy person. He will trade away anything he has to get one player. I mean, look at the DeAndre Hopkins trade. He saw a player you li- really liked in David Johnson, I think. I think that's what happened, and he traded. Uh, he got the D- got David Johnson, a second round pick, and a fourth round pick for a fourth round pick for him, from him. So he got he and re- He received David Johnson, a second rounder, and a fourth rounder, and returned. He sent back a fourth rounder. And DeAndre Hopkins, the best receiver in the NFL. He traded away the best receiver in the NFL for a running back who is older, injury-prone, and has a big contract. That just spells disaster. It spells disaster no matter which way you slice it. He's old, injury-prone, struggled year in general, and he has a big contract. There's no reason on earth the Texans should have done that, yet Bill O'Brien did it. He didn't even get a first rounder for DeAndre Hopkins. If you're trading away DeAndre Hopkins, a first round pick should be involved. The Texans should have got that 8th pick or whatever pick, pick the Cardinals had in that. It should have been at least a first, second, and that fourth. Not just a second and fourth and David Johnson. The Texans this main, Bill manic and to go along that, you get the Larry Tunsil trade from Miami. You got Tunsil and the stills for multiple virtual picks. Bill O'Brien, I do not think he should do this because he is already losing draft capital by the minute. But I could see it happening just for the fact that Bill O'Brien is an aggressive trader in terms of GMing and is aggressive in terms of being a GM in general. So I can see it happening. I can see the Texans pulling off something crazy where they give away, like, two future first-rounders and, like, I don't know, a receiver. The Kenny Stills, ironically. I can see that happening. If that happened, it wouldn't attract him because of who Bill O'Brien is and how he operates as a GM, essentially. But should they do it? I really don't think so. I think they should, like... They should be the ones who trade away somebody to get draft picks. Their draft capital is just damaged big time. Next we get the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens, I don't really see this happening for them. I don't know why they'd do it. They'd have to give up multiple players because there's not really a star player on their defense or their offense outside of Lamar Jackson and obviously Ronnie Stanley. But I think Ronnie Stanley is helped by Lamar Jackson, and I don't think they're trading away. Uh, I really don't see them making this kind of trade because their defense is built on having quality players, not really stars having them play in a system, and they've shown we can take quality players and make them good. We can make them look really good. Their edge rushers are not really extremely talented dudes. They're not extremely talented guys. They're not high-end guys who are just winning against offensive tackles one-on-one and just wrecking them. They're winning based on scheme. They're winning based on uh, design blitzes. They're winning based on disguises. They're winning based on stunts. They're getting creative in the blitzing game and the pass rushing aspect of the game. That allows their defensive players to just excel. And their coverage is the same way, we're just allowing the defensive players to excel. It's not based on we have star players. We have like or we have a couple okay guys and we got a high end corner and a high end pass rusher. It's we got good players everywhere and we have a good system around them. Obviously Marlon Humphrey's a really good player. Obviously Earl Thomas is getting older, but he's still a good player. But They don't, they're not, their defensive scheme, their defensive philosophy isn't star player based, it's quality player based. Next up we get the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have been linked to Jamal Adams since the beginning of time, it feels like. Since all this started coming out with Lamar Jackson wanting to leave the uh, Jets, the Cowboys have always been linked to him. Always rumors of Jerry Jones saying, oh... Uh, Jerry Jones will trade for Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams will enjoy playing for the Cowboys. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Anything. The Cowboys have been there since the beginning and connected Jamal Adams since since it's all been coming out. Now, the Cowboys trading for Jamal Adams is. or trying to trade for Jamal Adams is interesting. I can see it happening because of Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is similar in in uh, Bill O'Brien but the fact that he loves not being aggressive but he loves star players he loves having guys who are high-end big personality guys uh, who are draws he likes those kind of players he likes uh Ezekiel Elliott Amari Cooper all these kind of guys who are just high-end guys who are names he loves that and Jamal Adams is that kind of guy high-end player well-known player in the NFL and is a big name in the NFL. It wouldn't shock me if uh, Jerry's like, he wants to he wants out of uh, New York. Let's go get him. And then he offers him like offers the Jets like two first-round picks and uh, two players. Something insane. Something that you can't refuse. Now, the one reason that I don't know how this is going to get pulled off if you're Jerry Jones or if you're Uh, Stephen Jones or the Cowboys front office because the Cowboys are in a weird situation contract wise. We talked about before with Dak Prescott and how he wants to get paid. He wants to get paid his money. And he hasn't yet. He's gotten the franchise tender and maybe that has to do with I don't know but he wants to get paid obviously. He got his franchise tender but he wants to get his long term contract. He wants to get it's big money. And the Cowboys have also recently just paid Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott, Amari uh, Cooper, getting him first, a big contract, a deserved contract, really tender receiver. But Ezekiel Elliott had a massive, massive contract essentially with the Cowboys recently. I think it was something in like a $70 million total range. i uh, looking it up right now. 6 years 90 million average salary of 50 average salary of fifteen million per year. It is insane. He's making 6 million 2020, 9 million 2021, 12 million 2022. base salaries that is. The cap hits going to be 10 million in 2020, 13 million 2021, 16 million 2022. These are all just massive cap hits especially for a running back. So I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do from a trade standpoint. Because somebody on that roster is going to... If, they, if the Cowboys want to get Jamal Adams... Somebody in that roster who's making a good amount of money... Is going to have to leave, essentially. In order to fit Jamal Adams in. Maybe they could take him on for a year. But Jamal Adams has said, I want to get paid. And for the Cowboys to take on another star player... Another big name who wants to get paid. And in Dallas is going to make an even bigger name for himself because Dallas is one of the biggest sports franchises in the world. It's going to make things even harder, I guess to say. It makes things even more stressful. It makes the money even tighter that somebody needs to go. Somebody needs to clear up cap space. Somebody needs to clear up money so they can pay Jamal Adams down the, few, down the line and not be stuck with Jamal Adams and another contract problem. Zeke's going to get his Zeke's cap hits going up and up and up. Amara just got paid. Dak just got paid. Kinda. And you're not going to pay Dak Prescott the ton, of, the ton of money that he wants while also paying Jamal Adams more, the big amount of money that he wants. The two aren't going to be able to align with each other. Just because you're not going to pay Dak because Dak's going to want incredible money. He's going to want high-end QB1 money. Not QB1 as in a high-end QB, but qb one as in, I want the most money in the NFL. That's the kind of money that Doc Prescott seems to want. And if you're going to have Doc Prescott, you're not going to hedge Jamal Adams, items. Unless, unless somebody who's making a lot of money in Dallas gets shipped out. It's the only way it's going to be able to happen for Dallas. A little bit of a short podcast today, guys. only like around 40 minutes long. But not a lot going on like I said Dak Prescott got, got paid uh, Jamal Adams wants out of New York not a lot going that's about it It's happened recently and it'll be season starting but not much. I mean you now let talk about uh, we're gonna try getting guests on the podcast just to fill in the space fill in the lack of NFL news going on because there's not much to talk about but thank you for tuning in guys if you are a, if you're listening to this podcast if you want a guest on the podcast. Please feel free to DM me at Shoe 2 on Twitter or uh, DM the podcast account at Pod on Twitter. None of underscores. The Shoe 2 is Shoe S-C-H-U-H. And the number two, not the word two, the number two. Feel free to DM me there. Um, I'll get in contact with you or whatever. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Please give it a five-star review on Apple, Stitcher. Whatever podcast platform you listen to this thing on, please give it a five star review. Thanks again for listening, guys.